This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. AlphaCode Incubate invites startups with game-changing business ideas and financial services to become part of AlphaCode. Eight businesses will each qualify for a 2 million rand package. I think let that sink in for just a second. Imagine being a startup. Imagine being part of this. Imagine getting 2 million rand. AlphaCode is Rand Merchant Investment Holdings Incubation, Acceleration and Investment Vehicle for Early Stage Businesses, which aims to identify, partner and grow innovative businesses which can seriously disrupt the financial services industry in South Africa. Andile has in, has joined us today on the Good Things Guy podcast and I'm excited to speak about this competition. It's ending today. Bad timing. Bad timing. It, yeah, we, we pushed in the last minute. We wanted to ensure that we'd actually gotten through to everybody. So firstly, thanks for having us on the platform and hopefully those who hear the, the podcast will will jump on board and put their application through so that we can consider them. Well, the podcast goes out at 7 o'clock in the morning, so I'm hoping that, uh, that there's a couple of people that will log on, see the headline, <laughs> and immediately be like, yes, this is for our business. Um, this is what we need to be a part of. Can you tell us a little bit more about AlphaCode? So AlphaCode, having been set up in 2015, is looking at fintech businesses and in the broadest sense financial services with scalability. What we're wanting to do is bolster the portfolio of businesses within the RMI stable. So when you look at RMI's portfolio businesses, it's Discovery, Outsurance, Hastings, uh, Momentum, and or MMI rather. And we want to be able to help those businesses grow as opposed to being disrupted by the fintechs. So find fintechs that want to partner with them. And on the other leg, we want to be able to help ourselves creating deal pipeline for investment in really interesting startups that have that disruptive potential. Have you had quite a lot of entries um, up until this point? Last year's program, which was the first year that we ran the supersized AlphaCode Incubate program, we had 219 applications. And we shortlisted that to a top 16 that got to pitch, I think it was the 18th of October, to a really tough panel of judges. Was it, was it like a Shark Tank vibe? Definitely a Shark Tank vibe. And you're pitching to industry experts, so you got to know what you're talking about. And it was a, it was a really cool event as well. I hosted it at R&B. Yeah, it was interesting to see just how tense it gets for those entrepreneurs, having toyed around in that space myself i know what that environment is like but then also getting to see some of the guys who we'd helped with the pitch clinics in the week before start to shine on that night so yeah it was a really good event and out of the 16 um that did pitch how many how many got funding the eight so we're constantly giving to eight businesses and the idea for us is give them from that two million rand entrepreneurial package one million rand worth of that is grant funding so we're saying go ahead go and build your business we're not taking equity stake it's not a loan do what you need to do because we want to incentivize guys to take that leap because for us when we look at the profile of entrepreneurs that really fit the financial services fintech profile if you look at rmb's report that came out last week it would point to guys who've got a bit of financial services experience being able to make it out there. And that's just because of the nature of regulations and finding loopholes. You need to understand 
the space really well. And so we're looking at corporate refugees that would then be able to come into the space and start some businesses. And so a million rand grant fund allows you to be willing to forsake that uh, investment banker bonus and take the leap to actually toy with something really interesting and impactful. I also think um, entrepreneurship is so important in South Africa. So as an entrepreneur, if you have a a small business or a startup or or you're thinking of starting up a business, you have the ability and the power to employ other South Africans, which is just um, that helps with this employment or unemployment figure that South Africa is constantly facing. So the work that you guys are doing is amazing. Thank you. It's So whenever the employment stats comes into play, when you're looking at fintech, it becomes an interesting discussion because the tech environment tends to have less people employed and fintech more so because we're wanting to make the process a lot simpler but then that over that underscores what the bigger impact is of making financial services more readily available to a broader audience because by making it easier for people to get into the financial ecosystem you've actually empowered them to be able to go and do things like start their own business because we have a couple of businesses on the the program that are SME financing platforms, like being able to save towards something really meaningful in a way that they hadn't been able to access before. So then for us, that becomes the bigger impact because it's not just about creating jobs from the startups that we're helping found. The thing that they're doing empowers the people in the economy to do what allows them to have economic impact. Well, I was going to go left field question here. Saving in <laughs> South Africa, is that a thing? Do people save? Do we have like a, do we have loads of bank accounts with all this money sitting in it ready to, I don't know, go to, go to Spain? Uh, it's good timing for the question as well because July is savings month and not too many people take note of the fact that there's a whole month dedicated to encouraging people to save. So no. that, I think that's your call to action. If you're listening right now, <laughs> t- take a look at your finances, take stock yeah. of what's happening and, and put some away. Yeah, no, it's scary. So the fintech I've been involved in looked at creating a platform for um, helping people save more effectively and when we looked at the stats, we were on a negative savings trend. And so... Yeah, the, but, the, the listeners can't see my face. I'm in, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in absolute shock. Um, yeah. Isn't that one of the most important things is, is to put money away for a rainy day? Yeah. When you look at how the industry has played out, and I just can't remember whose piece I was reading in the past week as well, they point to why we have the issue we do. And part of that is because of how the industry had been built. It was really on the back of credit lending that the banks had established themselves really well. So it's not just that consumers have no ability to think for themselves to save. The environment around you has not been as conducive to make savings easier. Wongo, you can swipe across. I'm not taking a stab at them, just using it as an example. Swipe (laughs) across and get a loan. There's no platform where it is that simple as well. So I and I've saved, right? Well, yeah, th- there was a thing that I found a couple of years ago, and I, I think the name was Acorn. Um, oh, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was an app in the States. And I still emailed them. So, so the way that it works for our listeners, you basically connect your credit card or debit card to the Acorn app. And every time you swipe, it takes your leftover change and it puts it into a little sort of wallet. And that wallet then gets invested and you get a bit of, um, bit of money back. And I emailed them. I'm talking four or five years ago when they first came out. And I was yeah. like, guys, when are you 
coming to South Africa. This is so genius. I would love to have this as part of my ecosystem in my in my banking and my saving. And they never responded, and they never came to South Africa. So yeah. there, there's an open space if you're listening right now and you have that idea. You need to apply for this. <laughs> I see how you're at least feeding the guys with ideas if they haven't thought through it, and you've enticed them with a two million round entrepreneurial package plus giving them the ideas. So all that's really left is the application. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, we're eight months in from uh, when the last winners were selected. I am correct in saying eight months. It was October. Where are they standing now? What what sort of work are they doing? So the program is targeted at helping the guys achieve product market fit for those not afraid with entrepreneurial speak. What product market fit means You've created a product that somebody out there is really excited about and is willing to part with money in order to attain, right, or get. And so for a couple of the businesses, we've got three of them that have already started generating revenue. The one had come onto the program already actually generating significant traction, and that is Yalu, their accredited life insurance business. Jamie is looking at the CBD and trying to create a smart city environment. And what they've targeted is an incentive program to make tenants better and less risky in terms of their default for the landlords and also then extend their lifetime value to that landlord. They've also been generating some revenue. And then some really interesting youngsters who graduated last year and got onto the program, they're creating a platform for invoice financing. They plug into the big players. So one of the big retailers, they have all of these suppliers that need to get financing and they would be also the people that these guys have invoices with. So they plug in there, so it makes the process of verifying those invoices such that you can give the invoice-backed finance so much quicker. And yeah. And they graduated last year? Graduated last year. Are a lot of the people, um, the, a lot of the applicants that you got last year and this year, are they quite young? Is it, is it sort of young, up-and-coming minds? Young in, and I always look at the youth league status for what counts as young, just because that always becomes the easy <laughs> reference point. So for those who don't know, that you have to be 35 years old, max, I think, is their cutoff for youth, ANC Youth League. I, ju- I just made it. <laughs> like, Shit. just by a year, by one year, Yes. So by that definition, we've got the youth. Yeah, so all of the guys are, well, 90% of the guys are under 35. Average age is about 26, 27. That makes me feel so inspired to hear that they are young, bright minds. And I always call them the future leaders of tomorrow because they're literally here today and they're coming up with great plans to take us forward to tomorrow. You spoke about the prize money, the value of it is $2 yep. million. They get the million grant. Where does the other million go? The remainder of the million rand is support services. And that entails one mentorship, and I'll delve in more into that. The other part is the office space that they get at Alpha Code. So they get dedicated offices, and you can close and have your own environment. Amazing for an entrepreneur. And then Co- completely. So one, and I'm interrupting because yep. it's one of the things that I've learned. I have had businesses, and um, entrepreneurship is one of the loneliest roads that you can take. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who think the sound of being an entrepreneur or the idea of being an entrepreneur is so lacquer. Like oh, what glamorous. a la- what a lacquer life you must live. Being able to every Instagramming every day, pulling your own salary. Life is so easy for you, and the reality is it's quite tough and it's quite lonely. Yeah. And being in a co-working space and having mentorship, I think 
uh, is it, it can put you in the next league by having that support system. And that for us is part of what we made the focus for this program. There's the curriculum, so monthly boot camps, as well as workshops that the guys then get to apply the learnings that they require from the boot camps. But the mentorship has been the anchor for this program because we've got three tiers of mentors. The first is a business mentor who pretty much runs as a facilitator to all of those learnings that come through from those boot camps and helps you apply it along with being a generalist business coach. Then there is the tech mentor who helps you think through what type of technology should you be building? Is this the right stage because you're still validating certain things? What's the stack to use? So stack, uh, what type of programming languages to apply in all of that as well as effectively playing that role of advisor to your CTO. That's the tech mentor role. And then lastly, there is the commercial mentor. And our commercial mentors are industry experts who've been in the environment for 20-odd years. And so when they're engaging with you, they're helping you suss out the viability of your product. Will it stand up against the big players that we have in the ecosystem? Because South Africa being a smaller market, when you're starting something, you need to ensure that you've got a niche that allows you to gain enough traction such that someday you can actually displace part of what the bigger guys are doing and eventually maybe disrupt them completely. Is it tough? You're talking about big players, small players, small businesses coming in. Is it a tough ask to come in? And you mentioned discovery or insurance. I mean, they're big. They're big. I've, I've driven past the discovery offices in Santon. <laughs> that place is massive. Yeah. How do you look at a big business like that being a very small fish in a big pond? And, and how do we look at dreams and goals and getting there? Is it possible is my question. It is. And one of the reasons for that is when you look at how fintech has played out. So there's a World Economic Forum research paper on this, having looked at when the hype had started around fintech five, six years ago to where we are now. And what it points out on a global level, and we've also seen it within the South African context, is the fintechs have a better ability to personalized content for the consumer and we're going into that type of environment where everybody wants to be special where that millennial generation i'm unique nobody else is like me i'm a unicorn whatever and, and so you're getting to have that personalization i'm being a bit silly about it but it does matter for the end consumer and so when you start to understand some of the fact that the big players don't have the agility that you would to personalize to that extent and then also find one of the services that they're not quite capitalizing on but is actually meaningful for the customer you can start to open up your niche don't try and take on their full service line from the get-go that's just that's not how any business is built discovery didn't have all of the different things that they have today back when they started so also think about taking a piecemeal and I can relate. So um, my previous life, in my previous life, uh, I was in the agency side. Yep. And what I realized very quickly about the agency model is big agencies are great at doing um, big pieces of work. Yep. So like, great, let's put an advertising campaign together. We're going to make a really cool advert. It's going to screen on certain media, blah, 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 yakety schmackety. But the turnaround time was an agency turnaround time. Yep. Whereas the smaller agencies are able to do incredible things because they, they're smaller, they're able to turn around quicker, and um, their decision-making process is far less uh, arduous than what would be in the big agency side. So that, I mean, that must be in the same fintech space. It fits in the same space. Agreed. 
play to your strengths. So understand what it is about being a small guy that makes you have a competitive advantage and keep playing towards that. Don't try and just replicate what they have as a finished product when you haven't got the same resources available to you. Okay, so this is all happening today and it's, it's the last day that you can enter to be part of Alpha Code. But if you're listening to this podcast and it's, it's one day old or four days old, what advice do you have to those young entrepreneurs, whether fintech or not? Where, where do we go with the small businesses and, and how do we move forward in the future? So for AlphaCode, there's still an opportunity for people who want to engage because for us, there are five touch points that we've created in our ecosystem. So I'll do the quick sell there. There's Explore, and that's in partnership with Explore Data Science Academy. What we're doing there is a 12-month program that is upskilling people with data science skills as well as the fundamentals of how to build an exponential business. And the thinking for us is helping people think through how to build a data-driven financial service business. Because when you look at the landscape, we're hedging on the fact that that's actually where the space is going. And that creates pipeline for us to be able to get guys into Incubate. The applications for Explore will open towards the end of the year. Then beyond Explore, there's Incubate. And after Incubate, there's Accelerate. Accelerate is our 24-month program for scale-up stage businesses. So three to five years old, you've now started to achieve some sort of growth significant enough still operating the financial services space and you need to understand for yourself how do i get this to keep growing because you're too big to be a startup but you haven't got the fundamentals of scale up what are the type of sales channels you need to build out how do you as the entrepreneur start to extract yourself from the operational day-to-day such that you can play the executive role and focus on strategy how do you build out your culture within your business such that it grows be beyond the current cohort and you don't keep having to instigate that culture when new people join on. And those are the kind of things that come through in the coaching workshops and mentorship that the guys get on that 24-month program. Then we have Collaborate, and Collaborate is our initiative where we're saying to guys, if you have a value proposition to offer to one of the businesses within our portfolio or the membership base, reach out to us. Propose what it is, and we will see how to facilitate that. And that might not be a – your business might not be a pure financial services business. So it might be data analytics, but you service the financial services environment. And so you would be able to give them value in that respect. Must be post-revenue and able to collaborate with a business – the like of the portfolio businesses we have. And then we'll see how we can facilitate a proof of concept, partnership, collaboration, whatever that looks like, we will see how to facilitate that. That's our primary objective with Alpha Code Collaborate. Invest, we take an equity stake. So if the guys are already... Big time shark tank. Yeah, it's yeah, literally, yeah. Literally like we got a bit of money. We, we believe in your product. We believe in, in what you're doing for South Africa and we're going to put a bit of money behind us. Exactly. So if you're ready for that big check, again, all of these things are in the financial services space. So if you're ready to, to get an investor of our size, taking the kind of stake that we do and bringing the level of governance that we have, tapping into the experience that we have from sitting on that board. Because in the broader group, we have First Rand, RMB, West Bank, Ashburton, along with the insurance businesses I've already mentioned. So you're getting to engage with investment executives that have that kind of experience, and they're going to be sitting on your board. So are you ready for that level? And are you ready for the growth that is going to be expected from the cash injection of that investment? 
then sure. Let's talk invest. Well, th- this is it, and, and it excites me greatly. I mentioned it a little while ago, and I'll say it again. Entrepreneurship is what's going to change this country. Um, I've in- interviewed on uh, the Good Things Guy podcast before, Marinus Brodereik, who speaks yeah. about small businesses in South Africa, and the good things that we can do by creating um, these opportunities for other entrepreneurs that you guys are doing, or for just workers to be able to employ people within your own business. Yep. Um, that's the way we change this unemployment figure, which is sort over our heads if people want more information about alpha code where do they go what do they do obviously in the podcast there'll be the information but if you're (laughs) if you don't want to click through then then what should they do alphacode.club that's the website forward slash incubate if you want to go straight to that page and see specifically around that program and be able to apply so the apply button is right on top we don't want to make this a complicated process for you just go straight there click apply and do whatever is required of you from there on then on social media, Twitter at AlphaCode underscore club. Same with Facebook, Instagram, and then on LinkedIn, just search for AlphaCode and you'll see all the information whenever we have broadcasts around events, as well as the updates on programs where applications are opening, etc. You'll see it on the social media channels. Got one more question. So uh, applications are closing today, yeah. but is it the same process where you're going to go through the, all, all the applications and then the final gala evening it will be in October again? No. So this time around, the final pitch night will be on the 1st of August. The process leading up to that is after the applications have closed, we're going to go through the desktop selection process take an initial short list of guys, put them through selection boot camps. So we have two selection boot camps running in Joburg and Cape Town. Post those selection boot camps, we'll announce the final guys looking at mid-July, where we'll tell the top 16 that they have a chance. And in that last week, they have their pitch clinic. First of August, they get to pitch. Well, I'm excited. I hope I'm going to crack the nod to, to come through <laughs> on the 1st of August so I can see all these businesses and see You'll how they roll. you get an invite. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Good Things Guy podcast. It's been amazing having you on the jackpot. Thanks, Brent. <laughs> Cheers, bye. I'm Brent Lindeke, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy, and you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate, or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM, or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks, and only good things.